cashless societies, microchips, national ID cards, programmable or purpose-bound money leading to central bank digital currencies. These are just a few examples globally where unique identification numbers can be used to control people. We'll analyze these and many other topics while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins. I do thank you for joining us on this edition of The End Time Show. Today is open line. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. I will be taking your calls. And But before we get into it, and I know this is the last day uh, that will be on the air before Christmas, so... From the very beginning, I want to wish from End Time Ministries, myself, Doug, Vince, and the rest of the team, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And I emphasize the Christ in Christmas because that's the reason for all of this. And this season and who we recognize, what we recognize, what the season's all about, it's Jesus Christ. The infant um, that was born 2,000 years ago, God manifested in a fleshly form, born of a virgin, and He came to die to purchase a plan of salvation for all of us. There are people that don't even mention His name once throughout the year. But very, very important that we understand why do we celebrate this season? Well, I celebrate the birth of Jesus every day. Because without that, I would have no plan of salvation. And so nobody would. The Bible says no flesh was justified by the blood of bulls and goats. So Jesus Christ knew that and he wanted to come and die for us. He gave himself willingly. So man, am I thankful for that. Wow. So God bless each and every one of you. If I, do, if I don't remember to say it before the end of the program, uh, Merry Christmas. We love each and every one of you. Hope you have a wonderful and safe time over the holiday season. But man, remember to tell your kids what we're really doing. It's not just about presents and Christmas trees and lights and Santa and all that stuff. It is about there was a child born 2,000 years ago that came to save you. And I want to apply to my life what he did 2,000 years ago. So. Well, um, we've got a lot of things we're going to get into today. We're going to get to a lot of calls. Again, the number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. First, I want to mention one of our sponsors, First Cup Coffee Company. I know a lot of you have got a lot of their coffee, and it's really, really good coffee, actually. If you're a coffee drinker, you understand what I'm talking about. But you can imagine. I mean, we work around the clock around here trying to keep up with all the news and the prophecies and everything that's happening so we can report on all of it letting you all know how close we are to the second coming of Jesus Christ. We are energized by and motivated by, motivated by our God-given purpose. But man, it sure is nice to have some fuel like First Cup Coffee. I mean, these guys are a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company right out of the great state of Texas. They have many different roasts for you to choose from. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off 
today. All right, going straight to the phones to take a call, and then if I have time, I'll get into some of my dialogue here. But let's go to John in Tennessee. God bless John. Welcome to the End Time Show. Well, Merry Christmas to you, to your lovely wife, Jana, and to in everyone in the End Time team, all my friends. Well, thank you very much, Laura my friend. And I want both to wish that to you. Yeah, well, thank you much, and God bless you, and same to you. Thank you. Anyway, great show, by the way, you did uh, the last two days with the uh, Bakers. Oh, I'm glad we you got to see that. Both, both hours of that. That was great. Good. But you were talking like a, you were going like a whirlwind on that first day. <laughs> I, yeah. I can get you a discount on auctioneer school if you need a <laughs> job to fill those last two minutes you haven't got full yet. That's the good thing about being on Jim Baker's show is he pretty much asked me a question and lets me go. And lets you run. I told, him, I, I told him, I said, I'm a radio guy, so if you flip, flip the switch on, I just go. And then you flip the yeah, switch off and I go back man. to being Dave Robbins. So um, it's pretty funny. I love being on the show up there. Yeah, it's great. I wanted to echo the facts that you made that the world is following prophecy right along, and people must understand this is nothing to be scared of. This is a joyful thing. Yeah. So read the Bible. Yes. Do the daily prayers. Stay in touch with God. Yes, sir. And to everyone listening, a merry, very Merry Christmas, and I'll turn it over and let you have some serious questions. How's that? <laughs> okay, John. Well, I do thank you for the call. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you again. And the thing is, everybody, is that a lot, of, a lot of times around Bible prophecy, I go out to do conferences, and a lot of people email and different things, and they're concerned about the fear of the end time. Um, and the thing is, the, you have to understand that God has not given us a spirit of fear. What does that mean? But of love, power, and of a sound mind. How can we live through troublesome times and not have any fear. It seems impossible, right? Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says, for we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. The Bible says, take no thought which ye shall eat, drink, or wear. A lot of people are like wondering, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? There's nothing wrong with uh, some... Um, you know, with kind of maybe storing up some stuff or preparing a little bit, maybe for any kind of a catastrophe. But the Bible says, Take no thought what ye shall eat, drink, or wear. Your heavenly Father knows you have need of these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. So I don't, I'm not really worried about um, the apocalyptic events of the end time. If we get in fear mode, we will never proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God to this entire world will be put in a jail cell in our mind and we won't even want to come out of our house. So the church in the end time will not be a weak, anemic church. We're going to be on the move, marching and teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Daniel chapter 11, the Bible says, During the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God will be strong into exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. So that's not a weak, that's not a picture of a weak, anemic church hiding in a cave or a foxhole somewhere. The church is going to be on the move, teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. So it's all in your perspective. It's in your relationship with God. It's how he's brought you through so many different circumstances to the point where you face something that is maybe a little major. You don't go into fear mode. My, my wife and I, and we had, um, I think, close to 40 people on a tour group when 
uh, October 7th happened, Hamas invades Israel from Gaza and kills over a thousand people, takes many hostages. They were firing rockets at, towards Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and from the north and the south, from um, Hezbollah in, the, in Lebanon. But I didn't go into fear mode. I thought, man, this is pretty crazy. I'm, I've never been in a, in, a de- in a nation where there was a declared state of war like Israel did, and they shut down everything. And I mean, there were hardly any people on the streets. I've never been in a situation like that before. But I went into prayer, and I thought, I'm not really scared. I was just asking God, tell us what to do. And that's what we're going to do as we go through the end times. We're going to be led by the Spirit of God. We're going to follow that cloud, and God's going to help us all the way through it. So um, I certainly appreciate all your prayers, and, but I know God's with us. And don't take God out of any equation because He's with us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. You say, well, uh, if we go through the tribulation, there may be some people that, are, that might have to go by the way of the grave. There might be. But that does not mean that God has left you. Maybe it's God's time for you to come be with Him. I mean, it's all in how you look at this. Satan would love to get you twisted to the point where you're so scared that you would be afraid to talk to anybody about Jesus Christ. No, it can't be like that. The church, the end time church will be vibrant and strong and on the move. So, uh, let's go back to some calls here. Let's go to Dave in Kentucky. God bless Dave. Welcome to the end time show. Hey, praise the Lord, Brother Dave. How are you? I'm doing fine, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas and God's blessings to everybody, and we love you, and and I'm praying for you all every day and and all that good stuff. So. Well, thank you very much, I, I, and um, yeah, I was happy to meet you guys in, in Indianapolis. Yes. Uh, this is Dave Finney, right? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Happy to meet you guys in Indianapolis last year. Uh, God bless yeah. you and your wife. Merry Christmas to you, and thank you so much for following us so faithfully. And um, I trust that God, uh, d- if I'm not mistaken, uh, don't you have a child or maybe a grandchild that may not be following the Lord right now? Um, all three of our, all three of our kids. Okay. Well, I'm remembering to pray for you guys. Uh, we had a, uh, the Lord speak to us the other morning in one of our prayer meetings um, that remember my promises, your children are coming home. I will bring them back into the fold. So uh, I always, I, I remember many people on, on our Facebook posts that when I talk about um, I've got a son that's not serving the Lord, that a lot of people will come in there and say, hey, Dave, have faith. God brought my children back. And so I'm believing yeah. for that, uh, Dave. And so I want to encourage you and everybody else that has children that are away from the Lord. God will bring them home. And Appreciate so I'm it. believing that. Thank you. Well, God yes, sir. bless you. You have a good and Merry Christmas, y'all. All right. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for the yeah. call. Uh, let's go to um, Amy in uh, Washington. God bless, my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Is this me here? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure or not. Yeah, you're on live. How are you? I'm doing tremendous. Uh, Merry, Thank you for asking. Merry Christmas. Boy, the spirit sure isn't very felt out there this year. I can, I can feel it when I go out to town and run my errands. So pray for that. Um, I had a question about, I've, I've been trying to catch up on the episodes, and I've been doing my own studying, too. And mm-hmm. I have a question about the mark. Um do you think that 
it could be this ideology, this, this, um, with the Hamas and all that, this, this ideology that they have, could that be the mark? I had seen an article about how they put the band across their head and then they have the band on their arm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it says on it, right? but they all wear it. And it seems that even in America here, we are, uh, you see a lot of our younger people going towards that ideology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the mark of the beast, uh, Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18, the Bible says everyone will be given a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And without that mark, they're not gonna be able to buy or sell or to basically participate in the economy or society. And so I, I don't really see that um, the bands and things that they wear on their forehead and their arm would be that because it's not, a, it's not an economically sanctioning system. That's gonna be the goal of the mark of the beast. For the Antichrist, the world governing system, to be able to economically sanction individuals. And this is why I always I'm talking about this central bank digital currency because it would be a way for them to economically sanction people when they got on a, a totally digital platform. But it's gonna be a way for them to, to sanction you by saying, hey, if you don't believe and bow down to our edicts, then we will take a hold of your bank account and we will render you uh, with the inability, we'll, you'll have the inability to participate in society. You can't purchase gas, groceries, whatever. And so um, I, I don't really see the bands that they wear as being the mark. Uh, however, uh, when you take things like that and you're recognizing with a certain movement or an entity, you know, people get desensitized uh, and it could lead to some of those types of things. But um, I think those bands and things they wore on their forehead and their arm, I think that's for them to identify, hey, I'm a Muslim. Here is my, here's what I believe. Here's what I'm fighting for and standing up for. And so uh, I don't think it is necessarily along the lines of an economic sanctioning system. All right. Yes. It's just a thought I had going through my head. I've sure. been pondering for a little while. Yep. <laughs> Understand. Well, I... I there are, sure yeah. are exciting times that we're in. It sure is. It's a, it is a little scary. You, I, I mean, you do, just quoted that he didn't give us a... Spirit of fear. fear. Yeah. And, I mean, but it's hard. It's really hard sometimes. So you take care and have a very Merry Christmas huh. with your family. All right. Well, you do the same. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for the call. And... Let's see, where am I at on time here? i tell you what, before we go to the next one, let me mention another sponsor, Birch Gold. I mean, you know, the world government enthusiasts and different things, uh, the World Economic Forum and the International Monetary Fund and all of them, globalists in general, they're trying to push us towards digital currencies and digital IDs for all of the populations. That's really what a lot of this is headed towards. And they could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products. I just talked about it. Freeze your bank accounts. And it just basically gives the government, central banks, uh, more control over your finances. So there are some concerned Americans diversifying their assets, assets into a, a physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. So if you'd like a physical asset, maybe held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. A lot of people don't even know how to invest in gold. And these guys can help you out. If you've got maybe an IRA or a 401k uh, that you've had for years now, Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold 
and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Go to birchgold.com slash end time, claim your free info kit on gold because if they did these digital currencies, which man, there's so many nations that are just pushing, pushing, pushing for this. If that becomes a reality, you may want to have maybe some gold to fall back on. Maybe there's a way around that. So we'll have to see how all that plays out. But um, birchgold.com slash end time. All right, let's go back to the phones. Um, let's go to Charles in North Carolina. God bless Charles. Welcome to the end time show. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. My question is, is what does it mean in Romans 8? There is no condemnation, condemnation to them which are in Christ. Because some people look at that as being um, once saved, always saved, but once you see Christ in your life, there's nothing you can do to lose that. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, what does Romans 8 mean when there's no condemnation, when it says there's no condemnation yeah. to them which are in Christ? Sure. That's one of the questions, but I'll just leave it at that before I go to the short next one. Okay. So Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So... When, Jesus, when, when an individual is born again, there it, Satan has been a master their whole life at bringing guilt and condemnation on them. It's one of the, the vices, the tools that he used to keep people uh, bogged down in life. And because, hey, I, I committed sin, now Satan brings guilt and condemnation on you. But the Bible says that, um, and the reason that happens is because when Adam and Eve sinned, that we entered into what's called the law of sin and death. The soul that sins, it's got to die. So sin entered into the human race, so we were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. However, when Jesus Christ come, He came to break that law. So if you go to, it's actually Revelation, or um, Romans 8, chapter 1, or Romans 8, verses 1 and 2. It says, There therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So when you tie all that in together, it's not necessarily the once saved, always saved. That's not what it's talking about here. It's talking about you've been, once you're born again, you're taken out from under the law of sin and death and your conscience has been purged because now every sin you've ever committed is gone. And baptism is for inherited sin and repentance is for committed sin. So when you are a, when you're born again and you're living a repentant life, Lord, I made a mistake, forgive me, I'm sorry, I don't want to live like that, I'm doing the best I can to live for you, but I'm repenting, and you made up in your mind I'm going to turn away from that and do the best I can, the Bible says, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And so the Bible says his blood, which is covering us once you're born again, continues to cleanse us of all impurities. So if you understand the true plan of salvation, then you can understand how you could have no condemnation because if God isn't remembering your sin, then how can Satan try to lay that back on you? And so I have the, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation. My conscience has been pur purged. The Bible says he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. How can I be perfect? Well, in God's eyes, you are perfect because your trespasses are not laid to your account. And so that's what Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2 means. That makes sense. Well explained. Yes, thank and you. And the other question I want to ask is, a lot of people talk about the Trinity. I do not believe in the Trinity because I've been watching you all for a while. And plus, I, I don't see it in the Bible. But a lot of people say 
that the Holy, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three. And so, what I want to know is: a spirit considered a person? Uh, no. So, a, a person is made up of a, a, a will. Um, a, a conscience, uh, a, a body, a physical body, a heartbeat, and a spirit. To make a person, you need a spirit and flesh. I'm, I'm a person, and I'm, I have a physical body, and I have a spirit as well. So a, a person does not necessarily, um, well, I shouldn't say, I should say a spirit doesn't necessarily uh, make up a person. The angels are not people. Um, and so... Um, that's the difference there. I mean, I believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but I believe they were all a manifestation of the one true God. Which is Jesus Christ. That's absolutely correct. Okay, and the last one, I don't mean to take all your time. Okay. What's the difference between a minister and a pastor? Well, they so... they basically the same? They're both basically the same. However, not all ministers are pastors. There's a minister of music, a minister of... Uh, maybe um, a lot of people have different ministries. Some people minister to uh, the homeless. And so there's a lot of different ministries that you can be called to that's not necessarily the pastor of a church. So there is a bit of a difference there. However, uh, all pastors are ministers. And so, but I, th I think all Christians are called to be ministers in one way or another. Just to minister to people. It's a calling once an individual becomes a Christian but not all ministers are pastors. And that's why they call it the five-fold ministry. Yeah, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. That's correct. Okay, thank yes. you so much. Um, Pastor, you've done a great job, as always, and I appreciate it. And you have a great, safe holiday. All right. God bless you, my friend, and Merry Christmas to you as well. Okay, uh, man, we're go doing good here. Um, i tell you what, one more, one more sponsor, and then we'll, uh, then we'll move on. Ready Pantry. Uh, you know, as, as Americans, obviously, we want to believe that the grocery stores are always going to be there. We talked about no fear. I don't really fear because I know God will sustain us. But we have saw years ago uh, that over the last few years, the supply chains that uh, could collapse so quickly and maybe the food supplies diminish. And you've got to pray for the best, but you got to, there's nothing wrong with preparing for any kind of a catastrophe. I mean, I believe God can keep me from getting in a wreck, but I still put on a seatbelt, right? So what if there was a way you could have an affordable, you know, few months of emergency supply of food? Well, there is. Readypantry.com slash endtime offers amazing 25-year shelf-stable food. And they've got many different, you know, lunch, dinner, breakfast, uh, all kinds of things. Not to mention the peace of mind that you get knowing that you've got some emergency food set back should something happen. Um, and, you know, Ready Pantry, they're an American-based company. The products are sourced here in America, so you're not going to be disappointed by it. And, you know, there's, there's many long-term food storage companies on the Internet that sell food that have been on the shelves for years. But Ready Pantry does not do that. They deliver the, the freshest products straight to your door. And Ready, so Ready Pantry offers discounts up to 20% off for these 3 to 12-month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime and use code endtime and save an additional 10% off on your orders, plus free shipping on all orders. So, and you can even stock your pantry with buy now, pay later options available at checkout by going to readypantry.com slash endtime. Okay, uh, let's go back to the phones. Shane in Arizona. Uh, God bless, welcome to the End Time Show. Yo, man, what's up, my brother? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, how you doing? 
Man, we, we are blessed, are we not? Amen. So, so my question is a very serious question. Yes. All right. And the reason why I present this question, okay, is because you remember the guy that was building the wall in Jerusalem? And, and they came to him, and they were basically trying to get him to come down from building the wall, and they were going to kill him. Yes. And he knew that. And he said, I am not coming off this wall. I am building this wall for the people. Yes. Right? Yes. And they said, well, we got other plans. Come on down here. Let us show you. And he said, I'm not moving. So let's bring that into America now. Okay. You know what's going on. You guys are getting it in, in, in uh, Texas. We're getting it in Arizona. They're shipping them everywhere. Let's say that they uprise. Okay. Let's just say that for some reason, bro, they uprise. Yeah. And biblically, and this is where I'm kind of struggling, because we're allowed to defend ourselves as Christians. Okay. We are. It's biblical. But are we allowed to also protect our country and our countrymen from those which invade to hurt us? So that's your question? Yeah, pretty okay. much, biblically. <laughs> I mean, I'm not just saying, you know, that everybody needs to go load up their guns and go stand down by the borders. Right. That's not, that's not necessarily what I'm saying, okay, even though we have hired people to do that, and that's not what they're doing. Right. Okay, they're, they're, they're actually doing something completely different, and that's whatever it is. Yeah. And I'm hoping that I won't get you in trouble. Yeah, right, no. Because so, I know that it's a, it's yeah. a touchy subject. It, it, so... It's not a touchy subject for me, but I'm going to answer it in a certain way that some people, I just want everybody to understand why I'm answering it this way, because um, some pastors, and I'm going to come up to a break, so I'll, I'll finish your question after the, the answer, but some pastors believe that you nobody should carry a gun and that nobody you should allow the Lord just to, you know, um, whatever happens, the Lord will take care of you, and if he doesn't, it was your time to go. There are pastors that believe that. There are other pastors that believe that you, you should, you know, defend your family, you have the right to carry a pistol, and that um, if somebody was to break into your house, you should defend your family, okay? But obviously you shouldn't go looking for a fight, but obviously if somebody breaks in your house, you, you should be able to defend your family in that way. Um, I have friends on both sides of the fence. So what I'm saying is, Shane, I, I'm going to leave that decision up to you, between you, your pastor. I have my own thoughts about it, but End Time Ministries does not take an official stance because it is kind of a touchy subject. Obviously, me and Doug and Vince and many of us have our own opinions about it. But as far as the different pastors, I don't want to go against a different pastor because you know, they all have their own belief system, so I don't want to rule one way or the other uh, here on the radio. The End Time Show. You're getting early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives 
And that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com slash deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800 end time. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com slash deals today. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Yeah, I wanted to finish the uh, answering the, uh, the caller right before the break there. I think he got cut off, so sorry about that. But um, as far as carrying weapons and things like that and protecting yourself, it really depends on the individual. The person that doesn't want to do it, they're probably right. But the person that does want to carry a, a weapon and protect themselves they're probably right as well. I mean, it, it really depends on the individual. What does your pastor think? Uh, some pastors are for it, some are against it. And I, again, I have friends on both sides of the aisle. Uh, so you're going to have to work that one out for yourself. Uh, End Time Ministries doesn't take a, a specific stance on that. I have my own beliefs, and Doug and Vince, and, um, but as far as, can I give you a, a, a step one, two, three? You know, some people don't need to have a gun. They, they're so, you know, um, you know, they're just so nutty that they, they're the last person on earth that should ha have a gun. They'd go off and just, you know, um, <laughs> that would be a nightmare. Uh, but, I, you know, it really depends on uh, your own belief system and how you interpret some of the things in the Bible. I don't know if there's a, a strict step one, two, three, yes, you absolutely should have a gun, or no, you absolutely should not. I've got friends on both sides of the aisle. I've got my own opinions. And um, so we'll just leave that one there. Uh, I don't think it's a, a, uh, you know, a, a, a prophecy issue, so we'll move on from that one. Um, let's go to Pam in Illinois. God bless Pam. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. Um, yes. Um, I just had a question about, um, or to see what you thought. Um, you know, a lot lately, of course, Trump is back at front news and, uh, of course, the um, illegals crossing through. But we know that they keep putting Trump out there. Um, I feel like there's a lot of distraction yeah. with all that, and they're trying to hide other things behind yeah. that news. You know, I know the elections are coming up, but do you think there's just a big distraction they're trying to keep us from? Yeah, I mean, there's always a big distraction they're trying to keep us from, Pam. The fact of the matter is, is Joe Biden is a globalist. This has been happening for decades in America. There are globalists and liberals 
that are trying to create a world governing body and they would like to, to um, get America to the position where we would be weakened so much that they would allow socialistic principles to come to America because the United Nations is a socialistic entity. And so they would like those socialistic principles to come into America, which is all about control. And then there's also a conservative group of individuals in America that, would, that are trying to fight against that. So whenever they're trying to do something big, like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, well, you know, Joe Biden is really, I mean, just to be honest with you, have you heard, if you've heard him give a speech lately, Joe Biden shouldn't be anywhere near uh, being on the ballot for, to be our president of the United States for the next four years. I so, yeah, so that's the thing is that, but yet they can't allow a Donald Trump to be on there because he's the one that's trying to pull us out of world government and everything. I mean, this is the salient issue in the upcoming election. It's the biggest issue by far. Is the presidential candidate a globalist trying to pull us into world government, which is Joe Biden personified, or is it a conservative individual that would get in the office and pull us out of world government because we signed a declaration of independence, not a declaration of interdependence. Now, every one of these presidential candidates ought to be asked that, that clear, because that, that separates, I mean, what direction do we want America to head in? That's really what it boils down to. I understand the economy and everything else, but if you get a Donald Trump in there, we know what he's going to do. The economy is going to scream. He's going to pull us out of world government. He's going to close off the border. If you get a Joe Biden back in there, the border is going to be wide open. The economy is going to come to a screeching halt. Inflation is going to go up. I mean, it's one thing after another. So to me, the, the, it's, it's very simple. I don't care who you vote for, but it's, it depends on what direction you want it to go in. So really, that's what happens when um, they're trying to hide something like what, you know, what they're trying to do behind the scenes then they'll do this to get uh, things diverted. And uh, I, I think right. that the ballot thing, though, with Trump was simply that they are doing the dead level best to keep that guy from getting reelected um, because he is anti-world government. For everything I've seen, I've watched what he did for four years. He pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement, the, the uh, World Health Organization. I mean, one thing right after another. And uh, I, I, I think that they would do everything to keep him from getting reelected. Yeah. That really is what's going on in America, Pam. Right. And I just think that, you know, Trump also um, has been the, his, the strongest supporter of Israel. And God said, they that bless Israel shall be blessed. They that curse Israel shall be cursed. Mm -hmm. So um, I just feel, I know God's with us in America and he has a plan and purpose. But mm -hmm. I'm like, the way the things have been going the last three years, we can't take four years. Four oh, more man. years of Joe Biden uh, because we will be completely destroyed. But anyway, I want to say Merry Christmas to you. you and all the listeners. And um, when I hang up, I'm going to call back and make a financial donation. And I think that everybody at the end of the year should, um, because we know Christmas is all about Jesus. And yes. this is a great ministry. And everybody should. Um, one more last giving to End Time Ministries and appreciate you all. Yeah, well, thank you very much for that, Pam. Uh, and yeah, right. I mean, anybody out there who would, uh, if you, you know, if you consider your end of the year giving, if you want a tax deductible uh, donation, you're trying to help out on your taxes and different things, please consider End Time Ministries. Uh, that's a great plug from Pam there because a lot of people this time of year, a lot of times for End Time Ministries, a lot of people give right there in that last year. Many times it's the last day. 
And we're very, very thankful for that. We're doing a lot of good around the world, and especially with Israel and, um, the, and all the efforts that we're involved in there. And uh, here in the United States and around the world, I'll be traveling all over the place doing conferences and things this year, so certainly appreciate uh, your endeavors. And if you want to know what we're here to do, we're here simply to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ, to prepare you mentally and physically for the times just ahead and prepare you eternally for the soon return of Jesus Christ. That's what we're here to do. And that's end time ministries. If you want to know the very goal, preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God to the entire world because the end time is right now. And so I'm very thankful for that. And um, so thank you much, Pam. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Let's go to Mark in Missouri. God bless Mark. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yeah, um, I have a question. Okay. Uh, I'm not a preacher, but I try to lead people to End Time Ministry, have for a long time. Mm -hmm. And my biggest problem is people that go to church, they don't want to hear about Revelation. And yeah. I've been called so many things that I can't even repeat on here, but um, <laughs> that from people that supposedly know God, yeah. but... They don't want to hear about Revelation. Now, I know we can, you know, sing or preach to the chorus, and, yeah. you know, people that listen to End Time, we kind of all get it. But, yeah. you know, we're supposed to be spreading it out to, to everyone. Yeah. And I guess my question is, how do you do that? What do you say to these people to, to, you know, wake them up? Well, the thing is, is that I will, when I'm talking to somebody, uh, there have been many times when I was in an airport or something, uh, you know, you're on a plane with somebody and you're just basically elbow to elbow, and they'll say, well, what do you do? And I say, well, I teach, I specialize in the prophecies of the Bible. I'm the, the host of the End Time Radio and Television program. And they're like, oh, yeah, prophecy guy, huh? Yeah, sure. And I'll say, well, it's actually true. Would you like to me to prove it? Or, or some of them have actually said, oh, yeah, prove it. And I'll take them to Daniel chapter 7. And then Revelation 13, show them how modern nations in the Bible, how that turns into a world governing body. The thing is, though, I've talked to other people that said, oh, you're an end time guy? Okay, and that's it, and that's the last word we speak. So the thing is, here's the deal, Mark. I'm looking for the hungry people. When somebody's full, right after a Thanksgiving meal, I don't care if you offered them the best looking piece of pie that was ever made. They can't eat another bite because they're not hungry. But when somebody's hungry, then they'll be like, I, I just, I need something to eat. Give me. So that's the, what, that's the people I'm looking for. I deal with tens of thousands of people all the time. And I, I come up against people that don't want anything to do with what we teach. But then I, other times there are people that just hang on every word. Those are the ones I'm looking for. If somebody's not hungry, then you can't feed them anything. But if I'm looking for the hungry ones, Mark. So you might have to weed through a thousand people and... Also, a lot of times, uh, our ministry is kind of, what we teach is event-driven. So when something big is happening, like I was just in Israel when the war kicked off, and I had radio and television programs calling me from everywhere wanting to do interviews. But that kind of dies down once the event ends, right? I'm, I'm back here in Texas now, and so everything kind of died down a little bit. But when something else happens, boom, we're off to the races again. Uh, now, I will say it hasn't died down that much because I'm still on a lot of radio and television programs. Uh, however, it's kind of event-driven. So if, you, if people know that you're a revelation guy, you talk about the end times, when things happen, 
they will know who to come to. So you just got to talk to people. If they want to listen, great. If they don't, hey, I planted a seed. Now I'm going to go to the next one. That's what I do, Mark. I've done it for years now. And uh, I want a lot of people to the Lord doing that. You just got to look for the hungry ones. That's what I do. Well, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm not a preacher, and I hope yeah. that I've led some people to listen to you because you do a great job. And I listened to Irvin yes. years ago, you know, and, um, you know, uh, I don't know. It just seems like you beat your head against the wall, but I got to hope that I'm doing something, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, as long as you're pointing people in that direction. I mean, I have friends that are pastors that from Revelation chapter 4 on, They'll tell me, I, I just don't preach from it because I don't understand all the symbolism and everything that's going on. That Dave, that's why I got you here doing a prophecy conference this weekend. <laughs> and so the thing is that that's fine. I'm called into this uh, by God. Miraculously, I was called into this. And so God has helped me to be uh, an influence on a lot of people's lives. And I recognize my calling. And that's the thing. That's one of the best things you said, Mark, is that you've helped people, you've influenced people to listen to us. Not because I want anybody to know my name. I don't care about that. But I'm trying to get people to know Jesus. And I have a very articulate, God has given me an articulate way to do that. So if you can get people in my radar and on my screen here and get them to listening to us, I will enter, I made up my mind this next year, I'm going to introduce more people to Jesus Christ than I ever have in my entire life. Anybody listening, if you want people to know Jesus Christ, Get them to listen to this program next year because me and Doug and Vince, we are going to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ because this society is trying to push Jesus out. And we're going to bring Jesus back into society this next year. We're going to do many programs on the life and teachings of Jesus Christ, understanding the Bible, prophecy, everything he talked about. And so very, very important. Jesus' message was the gospel of the kingdom of God. It is, you can't preach the entire scope of it. You can teach the gospel, yes. But the gospel of the kingdom of God, you've got to understand some prophecy to do that. So, a lot of big things coming next year. We've got a lot of cool projects coming up. And so, um, if you can get people to listen to us, Mark, and that's what you've been trying to do, man, you're doing a great job, my friend. So, God bless you. Merry Christmas. And I do thank you for the call. Got to let you go. Got to, man, we're coming up on a break here, everybody. Wow, time is flying. Um, so, man, uh, again, um, if remember end time and you're end of the year giving, if, if you want to make a, a tax-deductible donation to a ministry or something, man, consider end time because we're reaching so many people with the gospel of the kingdom of God. We're planting people in churches all over the world, missionaries, and we're working with all kinds of people. So remember end time and you're end of the year giving. God bless. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time.
now streaming on Endtime Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, and Man, we've had a bunch of great calls today, and I certainly want to thank you for that. Let's go straight back, and and we'll get as many as we can done here before the end of the program. Let's go to Nicholas in South Carolina. God bless Nicholas. Welcome to the End Time Show. Welcome. uh, Very uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. just wanted to ask you something. You said it a few months ago, and I've been meaning to call and ask you how you could re-explain that again, where you mentioned how... Satan tricked, how did you put it, Christ tricked Satan into getting crucified to yes. everlasting life. Could yes. You, could you mention that again, please? Yeah, absolutely. So when Adam and Eve sinned, I talked about this a little earlier, but I go through it again real quickly because it's very important. Okay. When Adam and Eve sinned, we entered in what's called the law of sin and death. It's Ezekiel 18.4. The soul that okay. sins, it's got to die. From at, God told them, you eat of this certain tree, you're going to die. And so they, be, they didn't die that day, but they began, they began a spiritual death. They lost their sonship, and there, were not, there was not another human son of God all the way till Jesus Christ. So G- Almighty God, loving the human race, did not want them to die. So he knew that a sinless human being would have to die to break that law of sin and death. Sin entered the race by humans sinning. And it, so the soul that sins, it's got to die. So he, to break the law, a human being who had never sinned had to die. Well, Satan had the keys of death and hell up until Jesus Christ died. The Bible tells us that in Revelation chapter 1. God came, went to, um, when Jesus Christ died, he came back with the keys of death and hell. So how did all this work? Well, God The Bible says God looked for an intercessor between man and God, couldn't find one. He couldn't find anybody who had not been, not sinned, because all of us were born in sin, shape, and iniquity. So he knew that he would have to come and he would have to create a physical body and inhabit that body and he would have to be killed. Well, there was a plan set forth and God came down and manifested himself in the Old Testament in the form of a theophany. It was an angelic being. Do you remember when he, um, 
it was this angelic being would never reveal its name when uh, the, uh, this angelic being appeared to Samson's parents. And he said, hey, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Your son's going to be a deliverer of Israel. Don't ever cut his hair. And they said, this is a wonderful, awesome thing. Tell us your name that we might go into town and tell what's happened. And he said, why have you asked after my name, seeing that is a secret? This angelic being would never reveal its name. All other angels, Michael, Gabriel, they would have revealed their name. But this one angel would not reveal his name. That was a God coming down as a theophany, an angelic being in the Old Testament. But its name was kept secret until Jesus Christ was born. And then he they said, you will call his name Jesus. You read the, in the Gospels. Well, yeah. it was a trick for Satan because Satan thought Jesus was actually a physical son of God. Like I have a son, his name is Brock. And so yeah. they, Satan, God was tricking Satan because Satan had the keys of death and hell. He had to put Jesus to death. Well, he had to trick him though. Satan could not have realized Jesus was God manifest in a fleshly form because get this, in 1 Corinthians 2, 8, it says, which none of the princes of this world know. For had they, the princes of this world known who Jesus Christ really was, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. He tricked them into thinking he was a, a son rather than God, God Almighty manifest in a fleshly form. So when they put Jesus didn't have a sinful nature like we were born with because God, he was begotten of God. So when he was put to death, he tricked Satan into killing him, and that broke the law of sin and death. And so now, once we are born again, the blood Jesus Christ shed on Calvary is applied to us, and I don't have to die. Not a physical death. I could die. My father-in-law died. I've had other friends die. But a spiritual death. I don't have to die and go to hell for eternity once I'm born again. So it's of utmost importance. The Bible says, I just read it, Romans 8, 1 and 2, that the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I don't have to die that spiritual death um, because I've been born again. So Christ, God, um, tricked Satan into, into crucifying Jesus. Okay. Thank you very much. You yeah. explained that extremely well. Thank okay. you. All right, thank you for the thank call, you. my friend. I hope that helped you. Uh, God bless you. And here's the deal, everybody. These are nuggets of truth that when I first become a Christian, I didn't understand all this stuff. I mean, I was raised in my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter's church. But some of these things I didn't understand. So I had to learn these principles. And this is why. Now you understand from listening to this radio program, now you understand the importance of being in good Bible studies, in good um, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches, because these nuggets of truth, will, they will propel you so far down the road in your Christian experience. And it will unlock you. My father-in-law, I was telling our, um, the staff this morning, our staff members, our team here, about my father-in-law uh, when he was first, because he was raised in a Christian home. His parents were um, evangelists and preachers. They were both pastors. And my father-in-law was raised in that home. He became a minister. He went out and started preaching revivals. And God was just moving in these revivals. And they were having people saved and people delivered and healed and everything. But he still had something in the back of his mind 
a, a, a guilty conscience. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Because I don't really feel worthy enough, I'm going to get to heaven, and uh, Peter's going to slam the gates of, of heaven in my face. And so he just still had kind of a guilty conscience for something he might have did 20 years ago. But Satan was just hammering. The Bible says Satan's the accuser of the brethren. So he asked God to help him with this. And after a thousand hours of study, my father-in-law, God revealed a message to him. And the message is called, You Are Perfect. And it goes back to Romans, the guy mentioned Romans chapter 8. This is awesome because it goes back to Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The, there are Christians walking around today that have condemnation for something they did 20 years ago, and Satan is still beating you up over it. And, and guilt. And the fact of the matter is, is the Bible says, He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. How does that work? Because when you're born again, if you truly understand the plan of salvation, it, can, it will totally revolutionize your walk with God, even 20 years after being born again. You can have a clear conscience because the Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us. It's continually cleansing you. Uh, the Bible says, Blessed is the man to whom God will not impute his trespasses unto him. Now imagine being in that spot. And that's not a license to sin, but that is, you can get to a place where you're doing the best you can, and if you make a mistake, God will not impute that uh, unto your charge. And so, it's very, very important that we understand these nuggets of truth that can just unlock your Christian world, but if you don't get in Bible studies or get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church, then it's hard to grab onto some of them nuggets. So, wow. Okay, man. Uh, back to the phones. Let's go to Jay in Florida. God bless Jay. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for everything you do. I've been listening for over five years, and it's, it's great. I can listen at work on my earpiece, and I do it all the time. Good. Thank uh, you. I've never called. I've, you're welcome. I've never called in before. Um, I have a question on uh, Revelation 1-7. Okay. So when it says that he cometh in the clouds and every eye shall see him, mm -hmm. it has to do with how does that happen in your perspective? Well, the Bible says that when he comes, he's going he's, he's to come in the clouds. The clouds will split open. Uh, if you look at uh, Revelation chapter 6, at the sixth uh, seal, it talks about the, the uh, heavens will roll open like, they will, like a scroll that's rolled together. So if you've ever seen a scroll that's rolled together, when that scroll is rolled open, it looks like that's how the heavens are going to look. The, the clouds are going to pull back. Jesus Christ is going to come and send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet to gather his elect. And so the Bible says, every eye shall behold him. That's Revelation 1-7. So um, that's how it's going to happen. And, and is that every eye at the same time? Because, I mean, this is going to get into a, a, a dicey area. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, uh, it, it's a, like kind of a biblical cosmology question okay. as to how everyone would see that all at the same time. And then I was going to segue into what your thoughts of the firmament are. Um, I, basically, what I'm getting, I, I'm, I don't believe the Bible teaches a globe theology. Um, what do you mean a globe I, I, theology? I, I, for lack of a better term, the buzzword is like a flat earth kind of thing. Okay. And I, uh, that's where it's a dicey question, but 
So I mean, you, was, you, you're saying you do or do not believe in a flat earth? I, I'm pretty sure that I believe in a, a I, I hate that buzzword term like flat earth, but yeah. I mean, I don't think the Bible, the Bible describes a, um, a globe type thing. I think it, it, if, if you look at the, the facts of, uh, you don't, you don't see that, you don't observe that when you go outside. If you, if you read certain scripture, it points to, um, that's where I, that's where I end up at thinking that it's more like a flat, uh, enclosed structure. Yeah. Um, so if you go to, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22, it says that it is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. If you look up circle there, it actually means circle or sphere. And so to my knowledge, that would mean a globe type structure rather than a flat earth type structure. Now that's one verse uh, that I have. And if you've ever flown, I've flown all over the world. And if you've ever fly to Israel from uh, Newark, New Jersey or JFK in New York, you actually fly up over the top of the earth and come down through Europe into Israel because of the curvature of the earth. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna sit here and argue flat earth with you and round earth or whatever, but I'm just saying, um, when the Bible says every eye shall behold him, I think it's going to be such a grand event that the whole earth will know it's happening, um, whether there's a flat earth or a round earth. I mean, I happen to believe because of the scripture there's a round earth and the sphere of the earth. Um, but I just believe that the Bible says every eye will behold him, and that's what we got to go with. So. I do thank you for the call, Jack. I'll let you go. I'm sorry. I'm up to the end of the program. I'm sorry for leaving the rest of callers. I want to say God bless each and every one of you. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. You guys be safe out there. Man, I'm looking forward to uh, next week and next year. Many big things happening next year, and we'll be talking about it as we go along. God bless.